0: Second Corinthians 10. I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold towards you when I am away, I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, We are now waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ's, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ's, so also are we. For even if I boast a little too much about our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. I do not want to appear to be frightening you with my letters, for they say, His letters are weighty and strong. But his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. Let such a person understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. Not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves. But when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. We were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We, not, we do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that your faith increases. Our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Okay. That's the end of the reading. So, this is a... I think a pretty focused section of scripture and by focused i mean it's not jumping around to several different issues uh as is the case in other parts even in this letter corinthians but right here we have uh, paul approaching the end of this letter and he says i entreat you And I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence. And one of the reasons he's saying that is because there are some people. And he knows this for certain, he says. I count on showing boldness with confidence against some who do suspect us of walking according to the flesh. And then he also seems to be this is my speculation, but he also seems to be. Referring or responding or preemptively uh, refuting these people when he says things like uh, where he says in verse 10, for they say, quote, his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account, end quote. And then he says, let such a person, Understand that what we say by letter when absent, we do when present. And then he says in verse 12, they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another. They are without understanding. So either he just has a good feeling that there are people over there because, you know, this is a sinful world. It's not like sin has really... That's not really breaking news that people become arrogant or jealous or whatever Um, so either he is just expecting that to be the case because he faces that kind of opposition on the regular basis or or maybe i should say and or perhaps he does know of certain people over there uh because he does know of other things going on in in corinth which is why he says oh yeah you punish that guy who was in that sin good job um now you know try seek to restore him and all that stuff so he's aware of what's going on over there um so paul is talking about how um those guys they talk and they emphasize in verse 10 his bodily presence is weak his speech of no account and paul talks about how These people who criticize us apostles for being poor or taking advantage of you or bragging about our authority over you, um, they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another. That's how they do stuff. Okay. But earlier in this letter, Paul says, we, you know, we are judged by no one. We don't even judge ourselves. Our work is tested by God. And so there's some people who are going to, they're going to build up all this body of work and then they come to the judgment and it's going to pass through the fire and it's all gone because it was, it was useless. And there, then there are others where their stuff is going to pass through the fire and it, and it's preserved. And it's like, wow, that was really valuable. That's eternally valuable because it even passes through that test of, of God's holiness and his, and eternity. And so I think this issue is coming up again, where Paul is comparing influence and ministry, and he clarifies the kind of ministry that he, that he and his uh, his brothers, his apostles, and you know that that posse are doing, which I guess would lead to the next point, which is uh, where he says, though we walk in the flesh. We are not waging war according to the flesh. Those guys wage war according to the flesh. So that's why appearances and your clout and your prestige with other people, comparing yourselves with other people and measuring yourselves with one another. Paul says those people, they're doing stuff according to the flesh. We're all in the flesh, so we can't escape that We're, and we shouldn't try to, Um God gave us bodies and this is how we exist. But if we live according to the flesh, we are ignoring the spiritual realities, the the ultimate reality that is God and uh, his spirit and the spiritual truths and also the spiritual wars or er, war behind all of this. So he says, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh have divine power to destroy strongholds what are these strongholds verse 5 we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete so this is connected to how Paul is saying look these guys over here that think they're all that, they're doing it all according to the flesh. They're comparing themselves to one another. They're doing stuff that it in in at the end of all things is going to be tested. And then God is going to show them that was useless. They're doing all this stuff according to the flesh and it amounts to nothing. And then Paul over here is saying, we are waging the real war and we're destroying fortresses and castles and enemy forces. Of the spiritual realities their thoughts these these opinions they have their knowledge their disobedience towards god that's what we're destroying with the real weapons we're fighting the real battles with the real weapons in the real war um so in verse eight uh he says or verse seven look at what is before your eyes If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. And then in verse 8, he says, Even if I boast a little too much of our authority, and he clarifies what the authority is for, the authority which the Lord gave for building you up, not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. Uh, So notice how he uses the same word. The Lord gave us His authority for building you up, not for destroying you. And in the earlier verse, he says, we destroy strongholds. He doesn't say we destroy people. We destroy your lives. He says, we destroy those strongholds. We destroy those arguments. We destroy and punish disobedience to bring you to obedience. So this is all for building up and bettering these people. Whereas it seems uh, the other guys that Paul's... Uh, making a contrast with they do it all for commending themselves they do it all for appearances uh for for having that approval amongst themselves um and uh, to finish up here to not go too long he says uh, I really like this next part starting in verse 13. Or he says, we will not boast beyond limits. We will only boast with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us. And I think that phrase, the area of influence God assigned to us. That's a really cool phrase that all of us should consider in our own lives. What is the area of influence God has assigned to me? These guys are apostles. So they've got this whole like international area of influence that's uh really special uh not everyone's assigned that and it's not a oh they're better because they have more area or they're worse because it's not about that it's the question should be for all of us what's the area of influence god has assigned to us and i will not boast beyond those limits and i will not overextend myself and he says later uh he says in verse 16, well, he's saying, "I hope our our area of influence is enlarged." And in verse 16, so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you, without boasting of work already done in another areas and in another's area of influence. So you could even ask the question, "Well, what's what's that person's area of influence?" Uh, and I don't want to ruin or get in the way of what God has assigned to that person. I want to respect what God has assigned to that person. Uh, so verse 18, I think is also a good send off verse for this, for this, uh, this daily reading, which is, it is not the one who commends himself is approved, who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. So let's ask ourselves, what's our area of influence that God has assigned to us? Let's not seek the approval of man or the approval of ourselves, but, but God's approval And then also the influence that we're going for is the weapons of warfare. The influence we're going for is not of the flesh, but uh, what's implied here is of the spirit.